Peace and love, and welcome to episode seven of the Harmonious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Niamma, and today's episode is entitled, How Sound Heals, A Journey to Wellness Through Crystal Singing Bowls, Yoga, and Holistic Living. I'm so excited to be joined by Fatima Harley, a certified Reiki Level 2 practitioner, sound bath meditation facilitator, and yoga instructor who is a fan of joy and bliss. Her mission is to show the world that yoga is for all people and to help women explore self-care. This is such a treat, and you're going to want to grab your headphones, so stay tuned. So greetings and welcome everyone to episode seven of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niamma. I am so honored today to be joined by Fatima Harley, yoga instructor, sound bath meditation facilitator, and a fan of joy and bliss. And you are talking my language with that. So welcome, sister. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And so um, for the benefit of our listeners, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, and um, how you began your wellness journey? Oh, wow. Well, I'm originally from Augusta, Georgia, and I um, ended up in San Diego by way of the Navy. I was in the Navy and I transplanted here like a lot of military people. And how my wellness journey began actually was when I was being discharged from the Navy and um, being diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So that kind of kind of kick things off in, in that direction. I was really interested in healing myself and finding natural ways to do so. And back then, Dick Gregory was the person who was talking about vegetarianism, veganism, and just taking care of our bodies and things like that. So that's where it began. Okay, yeah, and wow, that is, that is amazing um, to get that diagnosis, that must have been, um, you know, obviously jarring, Mm -hmm. but um, then what made you decide to um, choose a natural route as opposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, oftentimes I think people feel pressured um, to go the route of chemo and radiation and things like that. Um, And I think that people have a tendency to you know feel like that they have to do what the the doctors or the you know medical community are are telling them to do so um, what made you um, have the confidence that you could you know heal yourself yeah well you know initially i didn't have that confidence and i did um, have surgery to have my thyroid removed and i did have radiation treatment Mm. and so i think coming away from that moving forward i Mm. wanted to do more prevention, you know, because they, they give you the, the the news that there's no evidence of cancer now, but there's a possibility, you can always come back. So I was determined not to have that sucker come back. Right, right, yes. <laughs> so that's when I started doing my research. And, and also, I've shared this with some other people, when I was into meditation and prayer, I, I heard a voice just as clear as day tell me to stop eating meat. And so that was kind of the start of it for me too, you know, just kind of cutting out meat. And and I was a vegetarian for a couple of years and Mm -hmm. I really believe that helped me heal. You know, that's just my thing. Yeah. Um, And also stress. I had a very stressful life. I really wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't exercising much. I was young, so I was partying and drinking and, you know, what most 20 somethings do. That sort of thing. I I mean, I wasn't thinking about longevity and Mm. I thought I'd live forever. And, and then I got that wake up call that I needed to make some changes. Yeah. Wow. And I I think that is definitely something that, well, one, I'm very much a proponent of, um, you know, prevention, but you know, it's like you said, oftentimes it, it takes a wake up call Mm -hmm. to, um, get us to, um, 
realize that we need to make changes or to make our health a priority um, yes. because we do have a tendency in our 20s to feel like mm -hmm. we're invincible and yeah. you know things happen to other people and not us and um, so wow that's that's really <laughs> that's incredible. exactly where I was <laughs> um, yeah that was definitely um, you know something that I was wondering so talk about that uh, that stress that you were living um, a stressful life at that time and um, how did you start to address that? Yeah, I think um, just, you know, work, that work-life balance mm -hmm. was just mm -hmm. off. I, I really wasn't making time to take care of myself. I was working and for me, taking care of myself was the weekend partying. Mm. <laughs> and then you start all over on Monday, yeah. that sort of thing, you know, and, um, and just really, I didn't have a good social system of people like-minded people who were into health yes um, and taking care of themselves um you know when you when you go out you with your with your friends at that age you're eating at all the wrong places and those sort of things you, you think your little cute figures gonna last forever <laughs> oh my goodness yeah <laughs> you know so <laughs> Yeah, so, so really, um, once I was diagnosed with the cancer and, and I had a surgery, I had a second follow-up surgery and radiation, I then started um, jogging. So I started running and I would enter runs like 5Ks and that was the thing that got me um, physically fit and mm -hmm. also mentally fit, mentally strong and it relieved that stress. I slept better and mm -hmm. I cared more about taking care of my body. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and now were you doing that by yourself or did you find that you ended up having someone to do that with? Because like you mentioned, you know, oftentimes that our social circle um, mm -hmm. can be one of the, the barriers or we can let it be, I should say, mm -hmm. one of the barriers to us getting healthier because we might feel like we want to, but we but doing so might isolate us mm -hmm. and and then yeah. you know we, we may put it off because we don't want to be lonely, you know. Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, initially I started off doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. And then over time I, I met other people who were into running. You know, it's kind of like you have a conversation with someone and they say, oh, I jog or they've been wanting to jog, but they didn't have a running partner, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So so that's kind of how it started. And yeah. running is one of those things that it's OK to do alone. You know, it's a good solo thing to do. So that didn't bother me. I liked the solitude of being out in nature and running and not competing with anyone but myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it, it feels so amazing, right? Those endorphins. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But fast forward many years, my knees as a result of running were shot. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I had to find something else to do. And that's how I discovered yoga. You know what? You just read my mind because that was my <laughs> next question, which was how did you um, find your way into your yoga practice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had been running for many years and my husband and I, we had this thing that we did where we would incorporate traveling with our running. Mm. So we would pick a city that had some sort of run going on, a 10K or a half marathon or something, and then we would do that and make a vacation out of it but then I started having knee problems and I issued, you know I injured my knee didn't want to have surgery and my boss recommended yoga and so I went to my first yoga class with a friend and I was hooked <laughs> yeah it has a way of doing that too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it has a way of doing that so so how long did you um, take yoga before you decided this is something I actually want to teach Ah, well, you know, I took my first yoga class when I was 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I had just had my 50th birthday and I said, okay, I need to do something. You know, the, that perimenopausal weight was starting to creep up and I just wanted to feel better. And just, I started thinking about the next half of my life, right? Yes. And, and how I wanted to have that quality of life. Um, and so probably I've been doing yoga about three years mm -hmm. and I was reaching that point where I was able to do a lot of things physically, but I really wanted to be more in touch with going inward 
yes. and learning the philosophy of, of yoga. I really didn't have any plans on teaching when I went to teacher training. Wow. I just wanted to have that experience of learning. And so, um, yeah, that's when I was exposed to crystal singing bowls was during the yoga teacher training class. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Well, this <laughs> I think this is a good place for us to take a break. And so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your journey as a uh, sound bath meditation facilitator. And um, I can tell y'all who are listening, I have been a participant in those and they are so wonderful. They're so oh. relaxing. <laughs> um, I just love it. So um, we're going to talk about the sound bath and the power of um, healing through sound when we come back. Yay. Get a sip of water here. All right, and welcome back um, with my guest, Fatima Harley. And before the break, we were talking about how um, her journey with yoga and then going into yoga teacher training um, led her to learn about crystal singing bowls. And um, if you are not familiar with them, um, we are actually going to give you a little taste of what it sounds like at the end of the show. And um, they are so soothing and so healing. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love is that, you know, there's so much order in the universe. There's so much connection. And mm. so the idea that, you know, sound frequencies correspond to different chakras and it corresponds to different colors and even the sounds that we chant and all of that so first of all tell me um, when you when you first started um, learning about the singing bowls um, what made you decide to want to play them and then now that you do it how do you decide what to play when you're doing a sound bath? <laughs> Oh wow. Well, I had I had seen a sound bowl here or there in mm -hmm. yoga classes, you know, sometimes at the end of class when we're lying in shavasana, mm -hmm. um at the meditation part at the end, a yoga teacher would maybe play a little bowl or something. But in this particular class, we had a lady come in and she played seven bowls mm -hmm. attuned to each of the major chakras and the, for an hour and I was just feeling these sensations throughout my body and I was mesmerized and I wanted to know what those things were <laughs> and how do I get me some? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, basically, um, how do I, your first question, first part was, I'm trying to remember, I know you asked me, how do I decide what to play? Yes. I asked um, how, did you just, how do you decide yeah. to play when you're doing your sound baths? Oh, okay. So I, I just play intuitively. Mm -hmm. I really do. I just, um, I set my bowls out. I set an intention mm -hmm. and, and I, I look at the people in the room or, or virtually now, and I just kind of feel their energy and, and I just play and, and let whatever flows flow. Mm -hmm. And it's different every time. It's different every time, but and it's interesting because well, you've been in, in some of my classes, and people will tell me afterwards that they felt a certain sensation when mm -hmm. I played a certain instrument, and that's exactly what they needed. So I always love to get that feedback. <laughs> yeah, I I can definitely attest to that. That there have been times where you know, especially if you if you allow yourself to really be present and just feel the moment and. Um, yeah, I can definitely say that there have been times where I've envisioned myself, you know, on the beach, um, yeah. you know, feel like that I'm in the waves or that there's rain, you know, I'm, I'm outside in the rain somewhere mm -hmm. or like you really do get transported to yeah. another place. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I, I, I often get people saying that they, they felt like they were floating. Mm -hmm. um, they have memories of childhood. I can't remember um, one sound bath I did where you were present and I was using my rain stick. And yes. I remember you said you had a vision of yourself as a child standing out in the rain with your <laughs> hands up. <Yes. laughs> and then another sound bath I did, I did my ocean drum. 
Mm. And this woman said that she had a vision of herself at the beach with her dad and her siblings. And she said he would take them and throw them into into the waves. <laughs> and she, she thought it was fun. Yeah. And so that was just something that he did with the kids. And she said, I hadn't thought about that in years. So it's wow. always interesting to hear people's experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's different every time too. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. every time. And I think, you know, and some of the times if you if you really let yourself I, I know I can recall being times um in the class when we were in person where some people would actually drift off to sleep because it's oh, yeah. just so yeah. relaxing. Yeah. We hear yeah. the snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um I recently learned, um, I was watching you on another interview with um, a sister on Instagram Live, and I learned that you are um, a gardener. So, um, (laughs) and that it's like a meditation for you. So tell us about how did you um, start with gardening and um, what are you growing and what what have you learned since um, having your own garden? Wow. So the garden thing is new for me. It's something that I've started since we've been on quarantine for COVID-19. I've always had houseplants. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with lots of houseplants. So I love having plants around me, that sort of thing. I have lots of plants on my patio. And then um, I had been wanting to plant a vegetable garden. My mom always had a vegetable garden. My grandma, you know, growing up in Georgia, somebody always had something growing out in the yard. And Mm -hmm. so it was something that I just never had time for or made time for. And so since we were home, Mm -hmm. I planted a vegetable garden. So um, I have some collard greens that I had my mom send me from Georgia, some seeds. And I have turnip greens. I have mustard greens. I have kale, lettuce, green beans, tomato, (laughs) and some peppers. And the the only thing that that I've been able to harvest so far are the tomatoes. Everything else is growing in. I think the the beans are starting to come in now because mm-hmm. I, I did get a, a little late start. But I'm excited. Everything is filling in, and I'm excited for the fall and next spring. Yeah. But it's very relaxing, and there's something about nurturing. You know, nurturing those plants and knowing that they're going to be something that eventually will nurture my body. Yes. I just love that it's really peaceful and relaxing for me. Yeah, I could see that. And, and just, you know, being able to um, even infuse those mm-hmm. um, plants with your good energy yeah. and um, and even, you know, um, adding nutrients to the soil and, and things like that, you know, definitely is beneficial because you yeah. have a better sense of, you know, what's going into it. Mm-hmm. And there's something about homegrown foods that even when you buy organic, I found mm-hmm. that there is definitely a difference in taste. Taste, yes. There's, there's. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's, you know, it's, it may be the same vegetable, but somehow, growing it at home it just gives it a different freshness. I, I don't know. It's what very that true. <laughs> it's very true. And I, I play my sound bowls outside sometimes, and so I think that that's, you know, plants love the sound too, right? That's like right. We sing to our plants. We talk to them. So I think, yeah. I, I like that idea of yeah. playing, you know, the sound for the plants and helping them grow. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm kind of addicted. I, I just kind of walk around sometimes with my mallets and I just, just hit, just, just hit. <laughs> It's beautiful. I bet you have happy plants over there. <laughs> so, um, so you mentioned um, that you were vegetarian, um, that you went vegetarian and, um, you've been able to maintain that lifestyle over the years like ever since you stopped yeah yeah yeah. i i did have a period i think i had been vegetarian for two years and you have to remember this was like late 80s so it was like Mm -hmm. it wasn't fashionable to be vegetarian and especially in the black community and so i had gone to a barbecue or something and i mean there was nothing i could eat (laughs) 
so you know, since then I've learned to bring something no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> you know, even if it's just my own little thing, right? And so I I had to eat some chicken. <laughs> so so I, I went a period of years where I was eating um, chicken and seafood, you know, and, and then I, um, I went back, I went back to being a vegetarian and probably about five years ago, I tried being a vegan. Mm -hmm. And so I was a strict vegan for about three years. And, and now I, I, I consider myself more of a vegetarian, sometimes vegan sometimes, but I'd like to go back to being a vegan 100%. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it just so happens I'm hosting a workshop soon on that topic, but uh, <laughs> uh, on October 17th, as a matter of fact, and I'll talk more nice. about that later. Okay, yeah. great. But um, yeah, and I would now, given the, that you, you know, changed your diet and um, now having been vegetarian versus, you know, having grown up a meat eater, what would you say the differences are in terms of your energy level, in terms of how your body feels and um, your overall health? I would say my overall health has been amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. I'm still cancer free. Thank God. You know, it's been almost 30 years now. Wow. You know, I've, I've, I've had some treatment related issues and I've been able to use my vegan lifestyle to bring that back into check. You know, mm -hmm. think things with um, my a white a low white blood cell count, things like that, and um, being able to increase that. Um, a couple years ago, I was having problems with anemia, and I thought it was because of being vegan, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. You know, my doctor was saying that. Well, you've been living this lifestyle for a long time and your blood work's always been normal. So then we, we figured out that it was some, some things that are just now showing up mm -hmm. <laughs> as a result of the radiation that I had. So mm -hmm. I, I went on a strict vegan diet for a few months and supplements and things like that. And that cleared up. So, so I know this lifestyle works and that it helps us to heal our bodies. And uh, I'm a believer, so th that's why I was saying I, I really want to get back to that place where I'm a full vegan. But also just in terms of how I feel, I feel so much just better, just so mm -hmm. much clarity mentally. I sleep better. I just feel better overall. I don't have the bloating. Mm -hmm. um, my skin looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. You know, my, my, my hair is all growing and looking nice. So, so I definitely can tell the difference. Yes, absolutely. And I, yeah. I can attest to that. Um, her skin <laughs> is beautiful. She has oh, a beautiful you. complexion and oh, beautiful so hair. Thank you. <laughs> and people who, who've known me for years, when I, um, when I stopped eating meat, and then even when I was this, doing the strict vegan diet, they would comment. They were, what is going on? What are you doing? <laughs> they were, why are you looking younger and I'm looking older? <laughs> wow. You know, that sort of thing. So I... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I do feel better. And, and nowadays, compared to the 80s when I was following Dick Gregory, there's so many options. There's so many wonderful recipes. Yes. And when I prepare foods for my meat-eating friends, they don't even miss it. They mm -hmm. love it. The fl There's nothing like the flavors of the foods. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I've seen your, your cooking show. <laughs> Oh I love goodness. it. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. And you're so right because, you know, oftentimes there there are a lot of misconceptions, I think, that people have mm -hmm. about uh, vegetarianism and veganism that it's bland or that you're missing out on something. Mm -hmm. And um, and I definitely agree with you. Like, you know, when I first started, because the, the last time I had red meat or pork was in the 80s mm -hmm. also. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I, I started my journey <laughs> as well, you know, in my very early 20s. And, you know, haven't looked back. I, I did, you know, go back to like chicken and fish at certain times or chicken and seafood, you know, at, mm -hmm. at certain times. But I've always... Yeah come back to and always been drawn to come back to the plant-based eating and you're right um now there are so many more choices of 
products, um, recipes, uh, restaurants, even yes, um, yeah. than at that time. And, you know, even like something as simple as like a veggie burger, that's come such right. a long way in terms of texture and, and flavor. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the things that people um, really get caught up in is when you're trying to find something that's a replacement for meat, because mm -hmm. it's really more the texture and the seasoning, because you can ask anybody, if you eat an unseasoned burger, mm -hmm. it's gross, right? If you right. eat unseasoned meat mm -hmm. of any kind, it does not taste good. And so right. it's the flavor, it's the seasoning. And so we yeah. can approximate those things and make the food taste better. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> um, and I find that I don't even miss the meat. Like mm -hmm. I, some of the the meat substitutes, I don't even want those. Like yeah. just give me the veggies and different ways to prepare them. I'm good. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, I, I do. You know, sometimes we take shortcuts, but at the yeah. end, of the day, my my mm -hmm. preference is the whole food. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and to just enjoy that because there's so much variety, mm -hmm. and it's like oftentimes we we might find certain things that we enjoy and we kind of stick to those as our staples, mm -hmm. but there's so much creativity out there yes, um, yeah. and so many different ways to enjoy some of the same veggies that we might eat mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I think this is a good place to take a break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about um, your, you mentioned that you're a fan of joy and bliss. And so <laughs> I want to talk more about joy and bliss because I am certainly a fan too. So stay tuned everyone. So you want to be a vegan? Join yours truly, Naima Black, health and wellness advocate in a free live interactive workshop on Zoom, where we'll discuss the plant-based eating lifestyle plus resources to get you started. This event takes place on Saturday, October 17, 2020 from 1 o'clock p.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. For more info, click the registration link in the show notes. Right, and we're back. And um, thank you for listening to this episode. Before the break, we were talking about um, joy and bliss. And um, that is something that we all, I think, have an, a, a, it's a natural human need to find joy and happiness and bliss in our lives. So uh, for me, one of the ways that I bring that about is music. Um, and so what are some of the ways that you do to bring about joy and bliss? <laughs> Well, I think I've always been like that happy-go-lucky person, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm that person that people say, are you always like that? <laughs> and and I would say, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love to laugh. I love my girlfriend time when we get together and laugh and just be silly. Yeah. Um, I love to dance, to just turn on music and dance. Uh, my my friends and my family they crack up because I'm I'm that person that'll just break out in song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, how I create joy and bliss for myself is this silly nature that I have, you know, just being silly and trying to be upbeat. Um, as a kid, I can remember in school I was that kid that liked to make people laugh, and it got mm. me in trouble. <laughs> You know, the, the A's and B's, but C's and D's and conducts <laughs> for talking too much in class, that kind of thing. But um, I also love being out in nature. Mm. I love to hike. I know you do as well. Mm -hmm. I love going to the beach. I mm. love just even just sitting out in my backyard. I just being outdoors. Yes. Part of that is probably being a country girl, you know, <laughs> being outdoors in nature, climbing trees when I was younger. Um, those things bring me joy and bliss, but especially music, dance, and laughing with friends and family, just being silly, having a good time. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love that you make that point because we have a tendency to be so serious. And I think, you know, right now, especially because there's so much heaviness or mm. it, it, or I could say, 
it, it is happening, but I think it's being, we're being bombarded with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously we have some choices in terms of how we guard our energy, what we mm-hmm. choose to watch, what we choose to limit ourselves from, or what we choose to focus on because, right. you know, we know that um, there are certain interests who uh, make money off of mm-hmm. um, spreading this kind of message and want to keep people in a certain frame of mind. Yes. And, um, but I always feel like that there's so many more stories of good things that people do for each other each day. There's so many good things. There are millions of things that happen each and yeah. every single day that yeah. are positive. And, you know, but we have such a tendency with all the stuff that we see to have this heaviness. And mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. it's so important to to maintain some sense of levity and to allow ourselves fun, to allow ourselves play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that we're not aware of what's going on or we're exactly. in la la land or anything like that. But that was also part of my healing process mm-hmm. because I, I really believe that when our our bodies break down or we have some sort of illness going on, it's because there's something, um, Queen Afua in her Heal Thyself book, she talks about dis-ease. Yes. Like our body's in a place of dis-ease. Absolutely. And so I really believe that those, you know, those low vibrational feelings of anger and frustration and that it contributes because that that's an in the cells of our bodies, right? That anger that we may hold on, those traumas and things like that. And so I think I made a conscious effort to turn that off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's always been a part of who I am. But when I started thinking about why, why did I get sick? Why me? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Yeah. I just started looking at how I was living, how I was thinking. Yes. Um, you know, and mild depression and things like that. And so I, I, I just, I made a decision at that point that, that I was going to try to focus on the good, focus on the positive and look for what the good people are doing. You know, when you walk into a room and you see a group of people scowling at you, <laughs> I, I scan the room and I look for that person who's smiling. Yeah. And I go over there and say, hi, I'm Fatima. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you, you laugh because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so important, um, like you said, you know, to surround yourself with people who have, you know, who are um, positive thinking and who, Mm -hmm. you know, have energies that uplift you. Um, And that, you know, it's hard enough, you know, dealing with the stuff that we have that we're carrying around, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, and we do. I was just having a conversation uh, with some of my students the other day about how, the things that we carry, those negative emotions that we carry and how it affects our organs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously it affects our mental health, but it affects our our physical health so um, powerfully, you know, and um, so definitely. And everything is vibration. And that's something I think we always come back to, you know, we are beings of light, we're beings of vibration, of Mm -hmm. electricity, of um chemical reactions you know Mm -hmm. i say we're one big chemical reaction and so like you mentioned earlier you know that the the serotonin the dopamine the endorphins like all those good feeling hormones that we all Mm want to have you know we can bring those things about in in healthy ways um Mm -hmm. like you said with play with um, you know, being in good company, um, you know, hugs and, yeah. you know, things like that, laughing, you know, those are some of the, the good ways to yeah. bring about that healing, yeah. you know. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I would like to um, pivot the conversation a little bit to talk about um, a quote that you had made while we were um, taking a break. Um, and I wanna talk more about the ability of um, sound and in particular, our connection um, mm. as black people to sound and music. And you know, one of the things that we do know is that music has been something that has gotten us through you know, tough times, you know, music yeah. has, has always been there in the background for us. Mm-hmm. It's always been something 
that is a powerful tool that we can use to, you know, it, it, it can bring about so many different emotions, you know, upliftment. We know that music can make you sad. I mean, it's so powerful. It has the, mm -hmm. the power to unite people, even people who don't speak the same language Yes, can yeah. be united through yeah. the, the medium of sound. So mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, like, you know, what drew oh, you wow. to yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, music is universal, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think I read somewhere that the first instrument was probably the voice. Mm -hmm. And every culture has some form of sound healing. Yes. You know, I mean, for, for us as people of of African descent, we, we do everything from just clapping the hands, mm -hmm. you know, to, to humming, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, moaning. Mm -hmm. um, what's that, what's that ham bone where you're beating on your, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the tapping of the feet. I can remember going to my grandmother's old country church and those old folks tapping their feet on that wooden floor. Yeah. And, and so it's, everything is vibrational. Yes. And our cells are moving. They're changing, they're dividing, they're healing. So when they're feeling those vibrations, yes. we're healing in so many ways. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I think about all of the, the elders who, who use ch chanting, yes. right? Yes. All of, all of those things. I mean, you think about any, any march you saw from the civil rights movement, they were singing something or chanting something. Um, slaves would would sing mm -hmm. some of the best music the world has right now is from our ancestors coping through things Absolutely. by using their voices using their bodies by mm -hmm. by dance all of those things so we've been healing ourselves with sound for a long time or we've been using sounds just to help us get through so i, I think that's so powerful Absolutely. and it's and it's just it's almost like it's, it's in our dna right <laughs> i would agree it's, yeah it's just in our dna and I mean, even if you just put your hand on your heart and you hum and feeling that vibration in your chest, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, everybody who's ever been a teenager who had chores Saturday morning, you're turning on your music yes. <laughs> to get to get through the house cleaning because we know that music can invoke those feelings of joy, mm -hmm. um, things that just kind of take us away for a moment. Yes. I've been led to tears by singers or musicians and I don't even understand the language. <laughs> so it's just really powerful. It it is medicine. So um yeah, we were just talking about historically how black people have used sound and music as a way to self-heal. Yes. And and self-medicate if you will. Yes, all of those things. Right? Absolutely, I can agree. And I and it's funny you mentioned the the Saturday morning music because <laughs> some of my my fondest memories and you know every and even now it's so funny how you can hear a certain song and it just transports you right back right to back. where you were when you yeah. heard that song. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, you know, when I hear Al Green songs sometimes oh. come on, it reminds me of Saturday morning cleanup right. time. Yeah, you know, um, certain. <laughs> songs or you know old school soul mm -hmm. songs and things and you know being around the house dancing and singing and cleaning yeah. with our mm -hmm. mom and and um yeah I, I definitely <laughs> it's funny because that and you know and that's one of those habits that stick with us too because it's right. like when you're getting ready to do a clean you're like okay let me put it let me find the music I want mm -hmm to clean too, you know, let me find yeah. something to, you know, um, get me in that rhythm, you know, because right. it's definitely a rhythm. But I love what you said about the rhythm that's going on in our bodies. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the heart, the the turning over of cells, it's like, mm -hmm. there's so many things that are happening, yeah. you know. We're mostly water. Yes. And so one of the things I love about um, singing bowls is that, they're made up of a lot of water, the, the quartz crystal bowls that I use. And so it's, it almost feels like the, the, it's moving the water and the liquids in our bodies around, mm -hmm. 
you can kind of feel those little tingles sometimes, you know, but it really, the, the sound baths put people in such a relaxed state of being, a relaxed consciousness, if you will, that their bodies are able to find those spaces to heal, to heal itself. Yes. Yeah. And and I did not know that about the water content. So it's actually very appropriate that you call it a sound bath, bath. because you're getting that, <laughs> getting that water and you're getting that you're being washed over yes. with that those vibrations and with mm -hmm. the sound. So yeah. it's such a beautiful thing. So I think this is a good place for us to take a break. And when we come back, Fatima is going to bless us with a taste of what some <laughs> of those beautiful singing bowls sound like. So stay tuned. Oh. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. There's no time like the present to improve your health. Check out our 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program. Contact us at 619-752-0462 or find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com. So you want to be a vegan? Join yours truly, Naima Black, health and wellness advocate in a free live interactive workshop on Zoom, where we'll discuss the plant-based eating lifestyle plus resources to get you started. This event takes place on Saturday, October 17th, 2020 from 1 o'clock p.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. For more info, click the registration link in the show notes. And welcome back to this episode with Fatima Harley. And um, before the break, I mentioned that um, she is going to share, um, give us a taste of what these beautiful singing bowls can do. And one of the things that um, Fatima does in conjunction with the sound baths is that she also does energy healing through Reiki. So can you tell our listeners um, how that works? What do you do when you do the, the sound and energy healing? Oh, wow. So, um, Basically, Reiki is just a way for us to tap into that um, energy that's within all of us, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of that is kind of like the chi, mm -hmm. you know, that life force energy that we all possess that we can tap into to help heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I do um, Reiki sessions. I'm a level two practitioner certified and I do hands on. Mm -hmm. And so I actually will go through and do touch and some hovering, and then I will end it with the singing bowls to just kind of clear each of the chakras. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, so it's a beautiful combination. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. And I will be booking with you soon. Yay! <laughs> but in the meantime, um, so do you want to tell the listeners what they're about to hear and then you can play something um, sure i have a few of my crystal singing bowls here they're made out of quartz crystal and the very first bowl that i got um, i got from a little shop in arizona it was on the clearance rack oh, wow. <laughs> so so i went over because because you know i was like oh wow there's those bowls that i saw in yoga teacher training so I um, played a few of them and traditionally, just like with any other type of healing crystals, there's the saying that the, they choose you. And so I played a few and this one resonated with me. And this is um, attuned, it's a C note attuned to the root chakra. And I thought, oh, how appropriate the first chakra. Mm -hmm. And it was appropriate at the time because you know, the root chakra deals with our sense of security, our place in the world. And I was having a few issues around that. Mm 
a little taste. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I feel so You're relaxed welcome. right now. <laughs> One of the things we didn't talk about are the benefits of sound baths and lowers high blood pressure, um, stress and anxiety, helps with insomnia and sleep. Mm-hmm. which is um, also one of the first things I used it for, <laughs> was mm-hmm. to help with sleep. Um, helps children sleep and relax. I've had um, parents send me pictures of their kids knocked out after they <laughs> turned on one of my YouTube videos. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, I so appreciate you doing that for us. And so I know that you had been hosting um, weekly, I think, um, mm-hmm. sound baths, right, on, on Instagram. So yes. um, tell our listeners about your, um, your sound baths and when they can listen to you for themselves. Oh, great. So I um, every Sunday, I try to every Sunday, um, I do self-care Sunday on Facebook. Okay. So, so we just do like a, a few breathing exercises and then I play and have the, watch, the um, viewers just meditate and listen and, and that's growing. Yes. <laughs> and then I also um, do uh, Sound Bath Fridays on Instagram. So I'll be putting a video up today for Sound Bath Fridays. But I was doing lives featuring other black Um, sound healers from Mm -hmm. around the world. It was a project that I started for myself when we were on quarantine. I was at home and and I said, let me see, let me find these other sound bath um, practitioners out there who look like me. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's called um, Sound Bath Playdate. Love it. <laughs> and so I so I bring different sound healers on and we just talk about our sound journeys and then we play for a few minutes together. And it's been amazing. Yes. It's it's really been amazing the you know, building that community of black sound healers and black sound practitioners and letting people know that we're out here. Yes. I've had people that have told me that they went to um a sound healing event that was taught by someone that was on my episode and wow. they didn't even know they lived in the same city as that person. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so just making those connections. Yes. And and I think it's so important that we take time out, especially during this time, during COVID, during everything that's going on politically and with the police, just to take care of ourselves and take that time out to breathe. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and yeah. for anyone listening, I definitely will encourage you to take some deep breaths. And if you go back and listen to this episode again, that you, um, while you're listening to Fatima play the bowls, that you close your eyes and take some deep breaths and just allow yourself to fully be in the moment and just feel all of it. So, yes. And people can also um, go to my YouTube channel and listen. It's um, Chocolate Yoga Destinations. which is also my IG page, Instagram, and I have videos up there as well. Okay. And what's your Facebook page for the listeners? It's Fatima Harley Yoga. Awesome. And my website is chocolateyogadestinations.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Fatima, for joining me today on this episode of Harmonious Living. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to see you in a sound bath. (laughs) Yes, I thank you. I appreciate you for inviting me onto your platform and for doing this work. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Was that amazing or what? I don't know about you, but I am relaxed right now. And I definitely intend to go back and replay that brief sample of the sound bath because it just feels good. So 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and um, just keep supporting healthy lifestyles and wellness. So once again, I know you have choices of many podcasts that you can listen to, and I am honored that you are listening to this one. Have a wonderful day and peace and love.